Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Hi, dummies. Hello. Hi, Kenny. So, before we get going here, uh, I want to run something by you. Do we need to name or label the people that like to listen to this show on a weekly basis? Like, uh, we have GLers for Garage Logic. We have My Talkers for My Talk. Or My Stalkers. My Stalkers, right. Just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not. Um, they call themselves that. But um, so, what would we call people that like the Krabby Coffee Shop show? Crabs? Just, how about just dummies? Crabs. <laughs> crabs. Dummies. Hey, Krabby Pants. Hey, Crabs. crabs. The what Crabs. About, what about just dummies? Hey, well. See, a lot of people are insulted by that when I call them dummies, especially for the first time. I don't think you have ever been insulted by that, McLean. John, you're used to it. It's been years oh, that I've been calling term people of dummies. Yeah. 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 Um, who was that first producer, Don, for uh, uh, Donna Valentine? What was that kid's? Ryan something. Oh, God. Ryan, Ryan. Purpose. He, he, Purpose. Great, great guy. He works in the newsroom now. And uh, I would walk, I'd see him in the morning and I'd say, hey, dummy. And he would go, well, good morning, you blankety blank, blank, blank. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Ryan, Ryan, I think you're missing the whole point of the dummy thing. <laughs> well, when you have to explain a joke, sometimes it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, keep that in the back of your mind. Okay. Um, should we even label these folks at all? Call them suckers? I think it sounds like a... That's a good one. I think it sounds like a great thing we can throw out on social and get Let people's... Let them decide uh, who they are. Ross, you're on it. That's what we'll do. Okay, we actually... I actually uh, came up with an idea for today's show last week, and I don't know if it's going to crash and burn or not. And it all stems from an article that a GLer sent me. Uh, a good source, and I trust this guy. And the the piece is called Hollywood's New Rules, and it's from something called BarryWeiss.substack.com. Um, and he runs this, I don't know, magazine. It's a she. It's a she oh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. In, <laughs> it's B A R I, Barry. Yeah, she's. we've uh, talked about her on GL in the past. Okay, are GLers going to be PO'd at me? Is she liberal? Is she uh, uh, conservative? She's conservative. She's conservative. I don't okay. see how this could be a liberal piece. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she has a, a site called Common Sense, and it's a really fascinating piece called Hollywood's New Rules. Um, subtitle, The Old Boys Club is Dead, but a new one with its own litmus test and landmines is rapidly replacing it. And it was written by Peter Kiefer and Peter Savodnik. Now, I, I want to read to you just a paragraph or two, so just to set the scene um, and to tell you or to inform you where my mind was at. The first paragraph, a few years ago, the editor-in-chief of The Hollywood Reporter pitched a story to the newsroom. He had just come back from lunch with a well-known agent who suggested the paper take a look at the unintended consequences of Hollywood's effort to diversify. Those white men who had spent decades writing scripts, which had been turned into blockbuster movies and hit television shows, were no longer getting hired. Okay, so you can kind of see where it's going. 
Um, and I want to skip ahead a bunch of uh, a bunch of paragraphs so you can see where my mind's at. I love this paragraph. Hollywood had always pushed boundaries from the 1947's Gentleman's Agreement, which confronted anti-Semitism, uh, to Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which tackled interracial marriage, to All in the Family, which grappled with race and uh, women's liberation. And the original run of Will and Grace did more to advance the cause of gay marriage than anything before it. The piece now goes on to describe the transformation of Hollywood and uh, and how they're trying to set and meet racial quotas and how that affects writers' rooms and production, both good and bad. Um, I found the following paragraph very interesting, and this is where the, the little flame started getting writ, uh, lit. It is said, said Sam Wasson, he's the author of The Big Goodbye, Chinatown, and The Last Years of Hollywood, not so different from the McCarthy era when everyone in Hollywood professed to believe something they thought everyone outside of Hollywood, the country, their audience believed. Hollywood was never anti-communist. It just pretended to be. In fact, Hollywood was never anti or pro anything. It was show business. There's no morality there. Uh, that amorality, coupled with a finely tuned sense of what the audience is hungry for, what's trending, has left Hollywood more susceptible to the vagaries of the culture war. Okay, now this next paragraph, and then I'll be done reading to you. <laughs> it got me thinking about a topic that I've discussed a lot, both with you, Don, and Holly Roberts uh, from my talk. Movies and shows that were once widely acclaimed but are now verboten included Blazing Saddles, even though it was co-written by Richard Pryor. The Bad News Bears, even though it featured a multiracial cast. Tootsie, because of transgender activists. And Rocky, uh, a bad guy, cannot be black. Nor would The Wizard of Oz get greenlit because of the munchkins. Forget it. Nor would All in the Family, um, because of Archie Bunker as basically a Trump voter. Uh, South Park, which debuted in 97, has been grandfathered in. Otherwise, no way, another producer uh, said. So after finishing this article, I Googled, uh, you, you know what I was thinking, racist movies, right? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And I found a couple of long lists of both past and current movies that have been deemed racist nowadays. Uh, and I'm wondering if folks agree. Um, and let me click over um there's there's one website that has the 50 most racist movies and that that website's kind of tedious but there's one for business insider they've got 35 movies that are now deemed racist uh and starting no i guess 21 i thought why did i it's say 20 yeah 21 yeah 21 and i'm wondering if you guys have seen this one uh the first one is a movie called north from 1994 I haven't seen it, but I read the synopsis um, and, and watched the trailer. Uh, Elijah Wood is in this. He plays North. Isn't that the name of Kim Kardashian's kid? North? Uh, yeah. No, Northwest. Oh, Northwest. Yeah. Northwest. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. North. Because North. West oh, is North. the last name. West. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway, he's a child prodigy who divorces his parents and sets off on a cross-country trip to find a new family. On the way, he meets cowboys. Amish people and Inuits um, and the portrayal of Inuits was racist and the movie as a whole was a huge flop despite the cast and the director Rob Reiner any opinions there I've not seen it so. I haven't <laughs> uh, but I also noticed that they did not mention um, 
they didn't mention oh who John McClane from Die Hard. What who's what's the actor? Sorry, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Bruce Willis is in it, and he's sort of his guiding force through this journey where he's trying to find new parents. And oh, so really? he takes the role of like Inuit and um, like it's it's pretty weird. It's like it's is that it's me? Weird. No, that's not me. I muted. Is it me? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I clicked on it. I thought it was Ross. So is Willis playing a white guy? He's playing all kinds of guys. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. It's like okay, it's like he's his guardian angel, but he's also like shows up as an Inuit and uh, a cowboy and uh you know, it's just some other where you're like ah, Amish people. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a topic we're going to end up um, taking a left turn into in a second. Um, number 20, The Last Samurai. Uh, Tom Cruise is in it, so I haven't oh. seen it. Oh, I've yeah. saw... Oh. <laughs> what? It's really racist. I've seen it. <laughs> because a white guy is teaching uh, Japanese people how to fight their own method? Yeah, he's the white savior. Like, <laughs> it's really stupid. He's an ex-soldier. Um, he takes a job in Japan to help suppress a samurai rebellion. And then he's captured by the samurai... Learns their ways and then saves them from being destroyed <laughs> by the Japanese army, teaching them how to properly fight using their own techniques. It is bad, and it's just like, it's like Tom Cruise just spewing all over the place. You think, know, uh, think for a second though. When has Tom Cruise not played that role? It's all always of, that. Yeah, every single role. He's the Tom, hero. Tom Cruise is playing the people, the person saving people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really got a complex with that. I think he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantasia. That's a Disney uh, movie, right? Yeah. 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 Half man, that half scene, donkey. That scene is. Yeah. There, there is a racist-looking creature. It's a centaur, half human, half horse. Yeah. Um. Now the top half that's the human is the problem. Oh, I'm seeing a picture here. It's mm-hmm. just Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, oh, Walt he uh he he had some hate in his heart, didn't he? Do you think it was hate or do you think it was just eh these this what? is this... it's 1941. Yeah. So was that um By the way, the centaur is black. Yeah. Um, and the features on it are just the over. Oh like, yeah, no, outrageous! No, 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 no. So, was this accepted in the 1940s? I know there were, you know, I think I, in, so. in antique shops I see it all the time, and I, you know, it's like I think everyone should buy those up to just destroy them. They're yeah. like little salt shakers where <laughs> yeah. they're eating watermelon. Yeah. It's just yeah. absurd. Don, I just found a matchbook. My cousin uh, collected matchbooks. Um, and one of them featured a, a product on it called Sambo Coffee. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't believe it. It's just, yeah. Well, we still had Sambo restaurants till what, 20 years ago? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And was there a really offensive caricature? I think they got rid of the caricature before they got rid of the name. Okay. The Lando Lakes woman, she's not on the butter anymore. The Native American woman. Yeah. We don't have Aunt Jemima. You know what we used to do as kids with that Lando Lakes woman? Um, We cut, (laughs) you know this? I know it. Yeah. You'd cut her out and then you'd take a razor blade and slice the butter box and turn it into a door. Yeah. 
and then you'd fold the knees under so when you open that little door for the butter box, it looked like she had boobs sticking yep. out. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's like third grade porn yeah. right there. It really, no, I totally know that goofy. trick, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would just like to mention that my mom on holidays, she takes a stick of butter out and puts it on a dish for each of the tables. And she'll leave the word butter on there, but she just puts butt. <laughs> just a little little wax paper thing that says butt. It's awesome. It's just so silly. Oh, it makes me laugh every time because oh. I forget. That's funny. <laughs> uh, 18, you don't mess with the Zohan. I've never seen this Adam Sadler no. movie. I've never oh, seen it. Oh, it's really bad. He's like a hairstylist, I think, in this. Or no, this is where... Um, yeah, he's an Israeli soldier, right? And he's a badass, right? Right. But okay, he wants I'm to be a, a, a hair? Hairdresser, yes. Yeah. And it's very just, oh, he's just doing bad accents. <sighs> that it's other... not a good movie either. It's really not funny. Yeah. And Rob Schneider's in it playing a Palestinian cab driver. Now on that other website I mentioned with the 50 worst movies, they really take Rob Schneider to task really? and say that all of his characters in all the movies he's been in are racist, every single okay. one of them. Um, I cannot confirm or deny well, that. No, Rob Schneider, isn't he in Jaws? No. Oh, I'm no. thinking of... Um... That's um, something Schneider... Uh, okay, same Rob, last name. Rob Roy, is the Roy, little, Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider. Roy Scheider. 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 Roy Scheider. You know, Rob is that uh, Weasley little guy that was on SNL. Yeah. yeah. Make oh, it copies. Oh, him. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. He's also He's the funny. guy who shows up in every Adam Sandler movie. Uh, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board now. Um... Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I think everybody agrees that that's not a great movie. Um, but that's showing up as number 17 because of the Hindus being depicted uh, as evil human sacrificing psychos. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had to rem- I had to read that to remember exactly because it's been so long since I've seen it. But, yeah, that's not good. Um, uh, the, what disturbed me about that was that door that would open on the floor and the people would go down into the, the fiery, pit. fiery pits of hell. Yeah, scary. That seemed, seemed really harsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now this is the movie that, uh, Holly and I, and probably you too, Dawn, have been talking about for years and years and years because of that little weasel, Mickey Rooney, Breakfast at Tiffany's. The worst. An, an absolutely wonderful, wonderful movie. Great movie. Oh, my God, it's so good. And this uh-huh. Mickey Rooney character, uh, he's dressed up as like a Japanese Mr. Yunioshi, and it's an over-the-top insulting impersonation of a Japanese guy who's, what is he, the landlord or something yeah. that lives downstairs? And there is absolutely no reason whatsoever for this character in the movie. It doesn't advance the story at all, and I can never figure out what the hell. Uh, did, you can take him completely out of the story, and it would be fine. Did yeah. somebody owe Mickey Rooney a favor? <laughs> That's it's all I can think of. 1961. I feel like at that point, they should have known better. Well, they should have known better, and Mickey Rooney's career was over. So was some old Hollywood chum giving him a chance to, um, you know, make a comeback? God, and who knows? Why would it be this? And just like, who knows who? And Yeah. Bad yeah. bad 90s the, joke alert here. 
Yeah. His character was so bad, Deep Blue Something cut him out of their song. And I said, what about <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's? Tiffany's she, said, she said, I think. Yeah, there's no no reference of him no in reference. the song. Yeah, yeah. I told you, it was a really bad joke. I'll turn my mic off the rest of the pod. <laughs> it, it, it is 1961. I remember we're only 15, 16 years away from World War II, and there was still a lot of animosity oh, toward Japan oh, at that time. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. And and I just from people that I grew up with, I know there was still a lot of animosity toward Japan oh. at that time. Have I ever told you? Um, one of my uh, periods where I was out of radio, I worked in a, a, a photo studio place, and it was my job to turn slides, um, convert slides onto digital media DVDs. Mm-hmm. And so I get these slides that were taken by these soldiers that were fighting uh, over in Japan. What? Yeah, really cool. Sinking ships, people in the ocean. Um, How old are you? Uh, this was in this was in the nineties. So, was, but they were converting what it they was, had. Yeah, oh, it I was see. old okay. people, and you wouldn't My believe God. some of the slides. You know, you could write captions on the bottom because yep. the slides. You wouldn't believe some of the unbelievably horrible racist things that were written yeah. on those slides. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, as I said, some people I grew up with. My mother, who had not a prejudice bone in her body, yeah, was had some comments I can't say on this show about yeah. Japanese because well, of World War Two. Was that okay? Is that uh, okay? I, well, no, are we smarter I mean, now than we were then? Well, because yeah. what was the country saying when the towers, Twin Towers, went down? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was approaching that kind of hatred. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. For all people. Yeah. Which is not right. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. somebody or a country or a class is wronged you, I guess. You you just lump everyone into it? No, we can't do that. I mean, I think, to a degree, we're still kind of going through it now, though, aren't we, Kenny? I mean, we've seen the rise again of anti-Semitism. I mean, we yeah. just saw a case recently. Yeah. I mean, real uh-huh. recently. Oof. Yeah, and now it's uh, anti-Semitism versus uh, what's the what's the phrase for... Uh, hating Muslims, um, I can't remember what it is. But, yeah, it's back and forth with that. Number 15 on the list, Soul Man. What oh, a, my God. From beginning a, to end, the whole concept <laughs> is awful. Have you seen it? He's no. in blackface. <laughs> he's in black. There's a white guy who's trying to get into college, and oh he's like, wait a minute. Um, affirmative action scholarship. I want one of those. <laughs> It's uh, C. Thomas Howell, who was a huge star at the time, and he's trying to get into college. So then he poses as a black guy. It is so racist. The whole concept, the whole thing, it should just be erased from don't ever. Just <laughs> He uh, doesn't even look close to a black guy. I he can't believe like, that got made in 1986. He looks like a white guy in blackface. How are we supposed to suspend? I mean, it's just the worst thing ever. Even if he did. Oh, who cares? Just the whole idea of it. Like, wait a minute. I deserve that scholarship. Like, <laughs> shut up. Uh, but then I think, uh, wait a second. Let me scroll ahead. Is Yeah, okay. There's another one um, that's on the other side of that coin. But first, have you ever thought of Planet of the Apes as being racist? It never no, occurred to me. No, me neither. Yeah. And what they say about it really makes you think. Because it's the light-skinned apes that take over the Earth and control dark-skinned apes. While also subduing remaining human survivors. Uh, Apparently, if apes take over the world, there will always be racism. 
you know why I hate that movie, and it has nothing to do with the apes. Because why? you don't like the director? Charlton Heston. Oh, oh The worst God, actor to ever be put on film. Now, wait a minute. Earlier this morning, you said Kevin Costner was the worst actor. Oh, Don, busting me. Uh, <laughs> who would you take? Ah, uh, that is a great question. I just think for the camp of Charlton Heston, some of the movies he's been in and the way he delivers lines, I'll take him over. Oh, I yeah. think so. So do you agree or disagree uh, with me about uh, Kevin Costner? The, the, to give background, um, Jason was talking about starting to watch Yellowstone, and he asked the group, and I said, no way, Costner's in it. Yeah, um, I, lo- I love Yellowstone. so You do? Donna, oh, yeah, yeah, Donna said that um, he's bad in everything but Yellowstone. Oh, really? Yeah. See, and I don't love Kevin Costner, but I think he's great in Field of Dreams. I mean, yeah, Field I do, of Dreams is a, is a, oh, is yeah, a that's classic. Right. I you, think that's good. I don't like that movie. You can't disregard him. Is it because of the ghosts that come out of the cornfields? Yeah, that's stupid. That and always Bill... <laughs> creeped me out as a youngster. <laughs> yeah, but uh, a youngster. Uh, but just the whole concept of building a ballpark next to your yard in the cornfield, that just really irritated me. What's the other baseball <laughs> movie he's in, John? He's in a really uh, good baseball yeah, movie he's that in, I do uh, love. Uh, For Bull love Durham. of the game. Bull Durham. Bull, oh, Bull Durham. Durham. Bull yeah, Durham, that, that's a great movie. Yep. Yeah. And I thought he was good in that. Um, I can only think of Dances with Wolves, which That's... is really bad. Like, if you go talk about racist, like, ooh. Wait a minute. Wait. I wanted to bring this up because uh, it took me forever to watch that movie, Don. But are Native Americans played in a racist light in that movie? Kind of, yeah. How? And then you have, uh, well, you what? have his love interest who's white, who was raised in the okay. community. And most of the story revolves around her. And she is speaking sue or something right. um it just feels really like it's it does not pass the litmus test oh really it just doesn't i've watched it this last year for some reason i think i was sick and i was like oh my gosh this this does not hold up oh that's just interesting watch, just google some scenes of them oh, going back and I've... forth and the hair is so coiffed i can't get past yeah, that yeah that is hard it's to get... really bad it's <laughs> curled with a curling iron like really kevin calm down with the aquanet like this was it was a mullet on the prairie that's offensive right there i mean it was really really bad. like how did you get that styled hair it looks oh like the zohan did it oh don you're so wonderful oh god it's See, really bad just I, watch a scene youtube has yeah. the scenes and you will you'll cringe i've seen it sense i mean it took me forever to get around to watching it and now when it comes on i'll sit and watch a few minutes of it but i had always been under the impression that it depicted native americans in a positive light because one of the things that's always bothered me is white people from new jersey and we're going to get to this later <laughs> playing native americans i've always hated that I and think... in this case he had real native americans playing you know roles I think it was just the storyline with the white woman yeah. that bothers me so much. It's just yeah. very cringy. Didn't she have hairy armpits in that thing, too? I oh, seem to remember geez. her being naked with oh. hairy armpits. <laughs> and her hair is very curled, too. You know what's another thing that bothers me about those kind of genre movies? Everybody's got white, perfect teeth. Yeah, that's I another thing. A, yeah. I watch a ton of cowboy movies, and there's no way they had teeth that looked that good. Maybe it's because <laughs> they didn't have all this processed sugar, though, that we eat. Yeah. And they don't rot their teeth. 
John, that that movie did a lot for your part of the country, tourism-wise. Tourism-wise, yeah. Although I'm in North Dakota, Kenny, not South Dakota. It's all all (laughs) the same to most of us. Yeah, you just think of it as Dakota territory. I know you still Hashtag one Dakota. Do you guys guys remember the... (laughs) That's good, Ross. Do you guys remember the Seinfeld Dances with Wolves movie foam bit with Kramer? No. No. Sort of, yeah. Kramer's number is mistaken for a movie phone, so he plays movie phone guy. Welcome to movie phone. Correct. And George is trying to find... Just say the name of the movie. Correct, yeah. Well, well, why don't you just tell me what movie you want to see? Oh, that's right. Oh, I do remember. Remember that. George is trying to see Dances with Wolves, I believe. <laughs> or no, no, he's not, but that's what comes up because Kramer's like, You want to see Dances with Wolves? Right. And George is like, No, no, no I don't. <laughs> and that's when Kramer says, Well, why don't you just tell me what movie you want to see? Oh, God. Okay, since we're talking about Native Americans, this one really bugs me. I've watched, a, like I said, I watch a ton of cowboy movies and Almost every single one has got a bunch of racism in it. Um, one of the my favorite ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite movies. It's a comedy. It's called McClintock. It stars John Wayne and sure. Maureen O'Hara. Um, and it doesn't. It's weird because on one hand, it's got Native Americans in it playing Native Americans, but on one hand, it depicts them as. Well, now that I think of it, it's all racist. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, w- one of the characters, the native characters, is, uh, oh, McKintock, long time we no get drunk, and, and all of that. Oh, no. And later, um, some natives are, um, they return from Washington where they had been visiting, and they ask uh, John Wayne's character, McClintock, to speak on their behalf, um, which John, uh, John Wayne does, McClintock does. Uh huh. But it's very sympathetic to the needs and the wants of the natives in that area at the time how they were being controlled by the white people and how they had no reason to follow what the white fathers say and blah, blah, blah. So it's a really a kind of a movie at odds with itself Weird. as far as... Yeah, John, you've seen this movie, right? I have. It's, it's been a while. I've seen it several times, yeah. 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 Would you agree with me? I, from what I remember, yes. I, I do remember it being sympathetic, I thought, toward the, you know... But also... The, crazy racist at the same time and i don't remember that so you know it's probably one of those things in my mind i just glossed over i'd have to watch it again which yeah at some point i will just yeah oh mcclintock long time we no get drunk (laughs) yeah that's that's really if if that's in there yeah i'm I'm sorry to laugh i'm laughing at kenny doing that voice not at the line um and then what really sets me off is uh burt lancaster and he was in two of these movies like this. Mm-hmm. Number one, playing uh, an American hero. Uh, the movie called Jim Thorpe, an all-American um, something hero, maybe. Um, and, and this Jim Thorpe character, an athlete, a uh, football athlete, correct, John? Pop Warner? All, all, everything. He played, uh, well, he was a Olympic champion. He was That's a right. Base, he played professional baseball. He played professional football. Just uh, a, an athletic superstar. And what the hell is Burt Lancaster doing playing him? Yeah. Burt Lancaster is Irish. It, all, all his people came from Ireland. And then he's also in a movie um, playing a Native American, and the movie is called Apache. 
where he also plays. And we could go down the list of white people that have played uh, uh, Native Americans. Um, Bronson, Charles Bronson, right? Um, Burt Reynolds, didn't he play a Native American? Mm -hmm. And on and on and on. What the hell is wrong with Hollywood? Even when you look at old, the, their westerns are very popular on television in the 50s. You watch those, and you're yeah. right. you got guys with New Jersey accents yes. you know, being the yeah. chief of the Apaches. So, <laughs> so, okay, Don, your opinion. Jim Thorpe, you might not have seen this. No, I haven't. But it was a big movie. It was very successful. Okay. I'm going to say that it wouldn't have been successful as it was if they had actually found a Native American to do it. The box office draw there was the name, right? Burke Lancaster. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah, It was back in the day, you know, whenever old Hollywood, you know, beefing up these stars who were mostly all white. Right. You know, that was that was the deal. You know, it's like that they would have contracts with studios and they would have five pictures that they'd make or 10 or, you know, year long contracts. So it kind of pushed everybody else out. There wasn't anybody to play these roles except for the white uh, guys to play a a bit of devil's advocate. That movie also, though, brought a lot of no uh, not notoriety. That's the worst word. Uh, Fame to Jim Thorpe. Right, and his his legend. Right, and before that, he wasn't as well known, and it he he became known after that. You know, he's he's considered. They always say the five greatest athletes ever. He's considered one of them, and uh, before that, before the movie, nobody you know, really knew about nobody. him. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, and being Native American, of course, it uh, it was a thing of pride at that point for Native Americans. Yeah, wow. Uh. So I wonder where Native Americans are on that and the people of that tribe. It was southwestern um, United States, right, down there? Mm. Um, one of those, sure yeah, one of those tribes down there. I wonder how they feel about it. Yeah. You know, I think it's probably different than I, I, what they thought about it then to now. Right. You know? So they along they just with, wanted to be heard and accepted in a story, probably about them. Right. And so they would accept anything because that was the culture. But this brings me back to what it said in that original piece that I was quoting. Hollywood, uh, they had no morals whatsoever. It was all about finding what's popular, making a movie out of it, and making a ton of money. That's true, yeah. And and so now we have Hollywood kind of trying to do the opposite. Uh, where were we? Oh, white chicks. Okay, so this is kind of the opposite. White yeah, white chicks is the opposite of Soul Man, right? Yeah, it's it's the Wayans brothers and they're FBI agents, I think, and they have to um, go undercover <laughs> and be in whiteface. They're socialite, you know. They're girls white that face. are, you know, yeah. um, they're dummies. Like, yeah, they're kind of like I would say <laughs> w- Paris Hilton's character, the right. character that she played right. as herself, that wasn't really her. That, those kind of girls. Um, I think it was really popular at the time. I don't really remember it. A, 2004, that's too long ago for me to remember. But i got to be honest with you. I, I think I've seen portions of it. I'm not offended. Not in the yeah. least bit. I don't care. Um, Chappelle plays a white character on the old Chappelle show. Remember that? Yes. Where, and it's Is absol- it the, yes. It's hysterical. I'm sorry. It's really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. It just Uh, doesn't go both ways. Like, yeah, no, it it, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. (laughs) That's a lot of reasons for that. 
Yeah, and I don't know if I want to get into no. those reasons. <laughs> uh, probably rightfully so. Uh, the love guru. Mike Myers again, trying to play a character that isn't his race. Um, he's... A vulgar look at what Hindu gurus are not like. Yeah, I have to admit I haven't seen that one. No, unfamiliar. Uh, we can go way back to 1935. I do not. I have not seen this. It's called The Littlest Rebel. And it's got, uh, what's her name in it? Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever seen one Shirley Temple movie. Um, but the depiction of this. Um, I, uh, I have seen this. You have, it's hor- John. It's horrible. Is it's it? Just, well, everything, as you watch it, you go, really? <laughs> Even though it's 1935, it's still hard to believe. Uh, the little girl goes to Washington to ask Lincoln to pardon her father, mm-hmm. a Confederate soldier, after he's arrested. Uh, the little rebel glorifies Confederate ideals. Even the slaves nervously wonder what will happen if they are set free. Oh, my God. It's very much a... They uh, don't want to be set free <laughs> in it. Okay. Right, because they're, they're worried if they get set free that they can't take care of themselves. Oh, so. And now um, the dummies listening to this show, I know what you're thinking. Hold on. We'll get to that movie in a second. Uh, First, (laughs) first though, The Toy, Richard Pryor, uh, the star of that. Isn't he assigned to be a toy to Jackie Gleason or or something like that? Jackie Gleason's kid. Right. I I have seen this one, too. I have, too, but I don't remember anything about it. I think LL Cool J's in it, too. No. Is that something else? I don't know. All right. So I'll just shut up now. <laughs> that brings me to, and I don't know if Blazing Saddles is on this list or not. If we've passed, I think it was it on yet. the other list. Okay. So, Such and both Such and Ricey say a lot. Blazing Saddles wouldn't get made today. Obviously, no way. No, Mel, obviously, Mel Brooks says that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is uh, is the uh, is the railroad cart scene? Is that still funny? Are we still laughing at that? Oh. Don't send horses down there. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, well, I, to be truthful, I, there's a lot about the movie I do not. I think it's all funny. Yeah, I, I, there's not as, in the spirit it was written and supposed to be taken. Although a lot of people don't take it that way. I think it's almost a perfectly written movie against prejudice. I got to. That's right, John. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what Archie Bunker was. That's what All in the Family was, right? Yeah. Instead of people identifying with it, you mean they should have looked the uh, opposite. uh, Right. Wasn't that was it's uh, Norman Lear, right? Yeah. And that wasn't that his goal to kind of call to attention and mock uh, you know, that stupid racism, um, redneck nonsense. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But, he, you know, there were, you know, the things that Archie Bunker said were, like, really racist. So it's like, all right, we're bringing attention to it. But, yeah, it's it's really a catch-22 there. You're like, well, if we didn't have this show, then we wouldn't be aware how bad this is. And yet there were people that didn't realize that they were being spoofed and they'd say right on archie you're the man you know what i mean are you serious oh yeah absolutely oh no well and the same with blazing saddles i know people who were deeply offended because they thought it was just the most racist and this is back when it was out in the 70s yeah i knew people who thought that and i thought are you dumb or what (laughs) you're missing the whole point yeah the point yeah 
but the worst uh, in art though I think in music that's also there's a ton of songs you can do that with where people can oh. get it oh, and yeah. they agreed yeah. they agreed with the opposite yeah. point yeah. but I don't think it's the artists the artist shouldn't have to explain himself just put the art out there and if the people are too dumb to catch it okay then. you brought up something interesting um today um these national holidays we do don hold on uh, uh every morning uh jason lists um the national holiday holidays like today yeah. is museum selfie day uh brew a <laughs> potion day and one of them is gun appreciation day was it today yeah, yeah and jason didn't mention it but <laughs> john do you know where my how my mind works <laughs> When I saw that, there are what, different lists, but yeah. What do you think I thought when when I saw that? I thought, happiness is a warm gun, mama. <laughs> and if you really look at the lyrics to that Beatles song, you'll realize Lennon is not glorifying guns and killing. He's doing quite the opposite. Plus, he's mixing in a really dirty sexual metaphor at the exactly. same time. But it has nothing to do with um, loving killing people and, and having a warm gun after shooting something dead. Yeah. Yeah. But when you listen to it and you're not paying attention and you're singing along on the radio, like Kurt Cobain said, you, you just, you know, you're a mm -hmm. moron. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, and you, uh, born in the USA. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, you know, taking that route, money for nothing oh. by dire straits. People haven't some people used "Born in the USA" as a one of their political walk-on yeah. songs. Ronald They've Reagan tried, did. Yeah. It's and, like, God, and, have you ever <laughs> listened to it? Go get the lyrics and read them first. I just don't uh, think that there huh? should be walk-on music for politicians. Can I just put that out there? <laughs> yeah, Let's just stop yeah. that. It <laughs> seems really cheesy, like it's the WWE, and it's like, do you really need to get this crowd? pumped up because they're already in you're, yeah. you're preaching to have a choir i mean just like we love the, you know whatever you know what the weirdest one was when in the last campaign when donald trump was using ymca right he he'd do the right thing the right. Thing. right yeah like, what do the dial it was yeah. a little silly wasn't it's it like, does does he know um but i don't know maybe he did know i think that everyone was rejecting him like he couldn't get anybody like remember all the artists were like nope you can't play our music yeah and that's yeah. that's been happening on both sides i think the, oh sure with the clintons and uh with other people that yeah we just need to stop it you know what? We sh they should have to do use generic production music. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Beat yeah. beds. All right, number nine on the list, 1982. <laughs> I've never seen this, and to be honest with you, I don't care. Uh, it's called White Dog. They tried to be anti-racist, but most people thought the opposite. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. Uh, the Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't make it through that movie. It was so violent. Oh, it's just awful. I just, I don't get that. I'm Catholic, uh, too. I don't, do we need to go that far with it? We get it. How did he get that thing funded? <sighs> He's Mel Gibson at that yeah, point. Yeah, and, I mean. yeah, the pre-racist Mel Gibson. Consider, uh, all right. Um, He's just, mm. Another one I've never <laughs> seen. What were you going to say, Don? Um, I just had to correct myself. The toy is different from the movie Toys. Oh, yeah, no. I said no. LL Cool J was in The Toy. He was in Toys with Robin Williams. Yeah, Sorry, that was really bothering me. Okay. Also, I want to point out the pre-racist 
Mel Gibson, who wound up on the racist movie list. Yeah, that's true. I mean, before we knew he was a terrible human being. But I think this is when everybody started talking about it, if I remember right. I think you're right. And then he had the run-ins with the police where he, you know. Right. Oh, and the awful things he said. Remember the tapes from the ex-wife? Yes. Yes. Just awful. Uh, Boris Karloff playing an Asian in The Mask of Fu Manchu, 1932. Mm, that's another one like um like uh, Mickey Rooney's. Mm. Yeah. Dumbo. Um Oh, and, the crows. Right. And one of the crows is actually named Jim. Yeah. And they all talk jive. Yeah, now, it's I'm telling really, you. You got to get those crows uh, out of there. Walt had a heart full of hate. Okay, here's the big one. Uh and it's we're only to number 5. Number four is uh, from 21. Hold it. Let me see. Uh, Song of the South is from 46. That's super racist. Also Disney. Uh, oh, Mandingo. I want to save Mandingo. Uh, but number oh, five, and I thought number five would be higher on the list, Gone with the Wind. Sure. I've seen this movie, uh, I'm going to guess, ten times at the very least. I think I have it on tape permanently, and I occasionally watch it. Um, very interesting filmmaking. Color, 1939, went up against a Wizard of Oz, also 1939. Um, and my question to you, and okay, I'll just read the caption if you've never seen uh, Gone with the Wind. The caption reads, uh, glorifies Confederate soldiers by showing the war from their side, suggestion, suggesting the Union brutalized their simple, peaceful life. The main character, Scarlet, loses her husband to the war, even though she didn't like him. Uh, she loses her house to a fire set by Union soldiers and is later attacked by Yankee carpetbaggers. All that torture because poor South just wanted slaves. It also uh, won Haiti, what's her last name, McDonald, maybe? Mm. Yeah. Haiti McDonald. Yeah. She played the uh, maid, Yeah. Um, uh, big black lady. Um, she got an Oscar for that. Yeah. And the only person to speak out on set was the whiny black slave girl. Remember, you've seen this, right, Don? Yeah. She's the one that always talked like this. She was the only one smart enough to say off camera on the yeah. set, go, wait a minute, wait a minute, dummies, this isn't right. But everybody shot her down and told yeah. her to shut up and play her role. Yeah, it's just a pretty bad depiction of... Mm, okay. okay, so then my question is... Are we allowed, or is America, or Hollywood, or even authors allowed to depict life in the South? Well, sure. Pre-Civil War, but, during the Civil War. Yeah. And does it always have to be from the Yankee, the North point yeah, of view? that's a good point. Are, are they allowed to depict their own lifestyle at the time as it was? Yeah, that's a good question, because they are glorifying all of these bad behaviors. But at the same time, we're just looking at how they were. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it, so and I that, feel so afraid to say anything wrong. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, never, I don't want to ever offend anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I guess I don't feel that way, because I love this movie. Um, and I recognize it for what it is. I, I, I'm not. I, I, I've never tried to paint it as being something else. Um, I'm not that dumb. I think a lot of people think that America uh, moviegoers, watchers, are just stupid and easily swayed by whatever they see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do we feel? I, Go ahead. 
I was just uh, going to add this because it's horrible. I just looked up. It's Hattie McDaniel, by the way. Just Hattie I don't McDaniel. Want, I'm so used to GLers correcting us that I thought. Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's um, our fact checker. She, she could not uh, go to the premiere. Because isn't that amazing? It was in a whites-only theater. I'm going to throw up. And isn't what about that, isn't that something? What about the Oscar presentation? She, Wasn't she also? She, uh, she had to sit at a segregated table at the side of the room, so God. she wasn't in the main audience. Can you believe that? That's it's just incredible. revolting. That's right. where, and that was in Hollywood, California. Oh, and they're oh, praising and the, her and giving her an Oscar, but you can't sit with us. And Ugh. also, she she did win an Oscar, but when she died, uh, she couldn't be buried in Hollywood Cemetery, which was where a lot of stars are buried because oh it was God. restricted at the time to oh my God. only whites. So. I'm so embarrassed. Um, okay, Quentin Tarantino. We got to get to this SOB. <laughs> yeah, you don't like him. Uh, what is the movie um, that depicted the South in uh, the 18th century? Django. Yeah, Django, Django Unchained. Unchained. How do you guys feel about that movie? I generally well, don't like any movie that is MF this, MF that for the most part. It's, it's not only that, that it's, it's it's not only that, it's N-word this, N-word yes, that. That's yes. constant in that movie. Constant yeah. N-word. Yep. Yeah. And same with some of his other movies, too. Yeah, he's a tricky one. I, I kind of like I'm in or out. You know, it's like I hate it or I like it. And I did not like it. I think it wasn't uh, my favorite by him, no. Mm-hmm. No, I thought that Leonardo DiCaprio's performance was pretty outstanding. Don Johnson, that's too. That's about it. Oh, yeah. that's right. But they were yeah. just awful, awful people. Yeah, awful people. But what they did with the material, I can appreciate that. Yeah. And that's... some of the other actors in it as well. Yeah. But I just, as far as overall, yeah. I wonder how history, 50 years down the road, is right. going to treat him and his movies. Uh, for my money, um, Jackie Brown is the best money uh, movie he's ever made. Have you seen that, Don? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Oh, my that's God, it's good. so good. I'm a huge fan of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I, I like that, I too. Can't, I cannot turn that movie off once. If, if it's it on. pops up on my TV, I'm going to sit and watch it. What about it's, Reservoir it's, Dogs? I, I like Reservoir Dogs, but yeah. it's... Uh, it's, pretty, it's a little strange. Yeah, and brutal. really intense. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely intense. Yeah. Um, okay, since we're on this, number two on the list, 1975, Mandingo. Yeah. I've never seen this. I went oh. looking for it for a few years ago because I saw the uh, description, and it's like, oh, my God, i got to see this. Uh, the movie uh, uh, poster says, Ex- expect the savage. The sensual, the shocking, the sad, the powerful, the shameful. Expect all that in the motion picture screen. Uh, expect all that the motion picture screen has never dared to show before. Expect the truth. The truth. Oh, now a- you are ready for Mandingo. Uh, and I feel uh, kind of sort of racist just saying that word, but I, I guess it's okay. I don't know what it means. I've never heard it before. Big black dude, right? It's the, it's the it's the main character in the film who is a slave and ends up having an affair with the white yeah. woman. Okay, James Mason is the white guy. He okay. plays Warren Maxwell, a plantation owner. He rejects his wife after their wedding when he discovered she was not a virgin. Oh, of course, of course he did. 
Uh, of course, then he later. Did he do? Uh, well, how did he know? <laughs> yeah, that test we talked about last <laughs> uh, yeah, week. Yeah, I can't. Right. Uh, he later seduces his female <laughs> slave while his oh. wife seduces the male slave, okay. Mandingo. The two love affairs end bloody and tragic when the wife claims Mandingo raped her and he is hung for the crime. No! Yeah, yeah, and it's... Uh, this is 1975? Yeah, and yeah. it's that bad and worse. Oh! It, and, uh, it, if you did you watch the trailer uh, because the the accents and everything no, that are used I didn't are get just that far. so over, over the, top. the top, just unbelievable. And, and so, where are we at? Should these movies be? Uh, because I'm the I'm the opposite. I think all these movies should be seen and available, and 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 they should be uncut. They shouldn't be cleaned up. They should be presented as they were at the time. Just. Just for art's sake, I guess. Uh, yes. If it is art, I do. I yeah. don't think they should be erased. I think that that uh, I think Disney does this. Yeah. They put a disclaimer at the beginning that says, they "Guess do. what? We want to point out the things that are wrong in this." And I don't know if it's Disney. It might be. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the streaming services. It's almost it, all Hollywood now. It's like they say, "We do not, you know, we we don't want you to think that this is okay, and we want you to be aware." Yeah. That this is in here. If you're watching it with your kids, please explain it to them and why yeah. this is wrong. Yeah. Because just to take it, just to erase it completely. I th- I know within this broadcast I've said erase things, but I don't really mean that. Right. I think you can learn a lot from things, and if you just take them away, there's no learning or changing. Breakfast at Tiffany's. That Mickey Rooney uh, role that should have been erased in the editing room <laughs> yeah, floor. Yeah, that was that, their that, job, uh, and they should, should have never seen the. How did the director look at that and go, "Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good." Jeez, well, what, what, different time, what a dummy. Huh? Uh, but yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you just said there, and, and of course this one, and I've seen this from 1959. John, I know you've seen it. Don, if you haven't, uh, it's the granddaddy of all racist movies, and it is just straight up unbelievable. It's called Birth of a Nation. Yeah. From yes, 1950. I have seen that. 1915. 1915. I have yeah, seen what that. did I say? You I, said 59. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm sorry. 1915. 1915. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no, seen that. It's a silent D.W. Griffith. Uh, oh, Griffith. Griffith. Excuse me. Uh, you know, a big filmmaker at the time. Uh, families, two families during the Civil War, the Reconstruction area, uh, era. And, uh, yeah, it was heralded as a milestone in the advancement of filmmaking. It might have been. Um, but, my God, it, 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 it shows how the Ku Klux Klan is uh, wonderful. Oh, They're yeah. the heroes. They're the heroes of the film. And so black people crazy. aren't. I don't even know if real black people were in it. I think it was all black. It was all white people <gasps> in blackface. When you look and zoom in, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how could any? Oh, how could they agree to do it? Well, it was 1915. I mean, look, we're yeah. not. Oh, do you just realize? Be in a movie in 1915. People that had still be, that had been in slavery and people that fought in the Civil War. Yeah. Still, still alive. alive. Still alive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, how insulting. <laughs> yeah. God. Anyway. Well, is there something we can talk about that's good? Uh, well, <laughs> we, we're, really, we're at the end of the list. Tough. This has been something that has been fascinating to me for a long time. Yeah. Um, how race and culture has been portrayed in Hollywood. And even though going back to the opening piece where I read all that boring stuff, even though Hollywood is uh, trying to 
um, rewrite itself and recreate itself as being woke. We all know the truth about Hollywood. They have no morals and no class, and they're going to do whatever it takes to keep doing whatever they do, which if, is make... If it makes them money. Yeah, yeah. it's it, all about money. Yeah. It's all about money. And they yeah. will be whatever we, the country, want them to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, if people are wanting the material and watching the stories, that's what will, what will get made. Right. Um, the thing that kind of made me perk my ears up as I have, you know, I'm not trying to humble brag here, but I have my master's in screenwriting. Yeah. So some of the, uh, like Mike White from um, from um, White Lotus, and he wrote School of Rock, he's just talking about, like, they were questioned on his characters, and I, well, it might not have been him. It might have just been another showrunner. No, it was. It okay. was. You're, uh, you're, yeah. He's talking about how it limits creativity in the writer's room. Right. Um, whenever you're, you know, demanded to do this and that and to be so cult- to be so sensitive. Right. About mm-hmm. everything where you're walking on eggshells and it doesn't foster those funny moments that are written. Right. That we all remember in, you know, right. iconic movies and TV shows. And right. so you're just afraid. And, yep. like, you have to be free to be able to be a writer. Yep. But if somebody is uh, a millennial who's <laughs> challenging everything you say, just like his characters, he was questioned uh, in The White Lotus. There's two teen characters who are college students. They are constantly berating their parents with, like, oh, well, that's – don't you think that that's really bad against women to say that? And it's just everything is a you need to be more woke. And yes. they asked, were your characters yes. based on young writers in writers' rooms? He goes, I can't say that for sure. It, it was. It was. <laughs> he did an excellent job writing those characters. But, yeah, it's just the constant – but it's just a trendy thing, I think. Do, yeah. they don't, do they really care? Right. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a, I, a new think... trendy way to be and to talk. Yeah. To constantly oh, oh, point oh, out oh, people's oh, you mean political the correctness. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think the girls, uh, it, it was my attitude that those two saw right through it, but they were using it just to be pains in the ass and have some fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just to be, it's their whole identity yeah. to point out how people are inappropriate. But the stuff in that article that talked about the writer's room, um, this was before you were working there about 10 years ago when I really cared about being a good and funny traffic reporter. <laughs> I was looking for um, a, a funny word for a female's private parts. Sure. And so I walked into that he prep room. face. I just <laughs> I'm trying he blinked. To, he blinked. I'm trying to think if I've heard him mention this I during just, a traffic one, report. One I don't thing know came why. to mind for me. We I don't all know had why. something in our head. Yeah. And so I walk into the prep room at my talk, and Amy was there, the boss. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Colleen was there. Um, a couple of guys, a bunch of women, and I said, I need a funny name for a woman's private parts. And for five minutes, all of us... We were laughing so hard <laughs> oh, that gosh. we were crying. And I'm furiously trying to take notes, trying to decide yeah. which term I wanted to use. How about God's pocket? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I mean. And I, so, okay, the question is, could I get away with that right now with a bunch of 20-somethings? No. And that's what you need to be creative. You need insane people like you don right i just i'm the girl on the show so i'll just give you permission to use that one anytime you want because it's kind of a puritanical way of saying something so it's kind funny. of a churchy thing i'm gonna have a coughing fit it was so good <laughs>
<laughs> I I don't know. Are we done here, yeah. Ross? Have we done enough? Yeah, we we can be done. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hit the music then. <clears throat> and once again, I'd uh, I'd like to thank all you dummies for listening to uh, Don McLean, John Hyde, and myself, and news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Yeah, don't know for Thanks sure. Thanks for though. listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone.